0: Our text today is John 21. We are still in an Easter mood and still thinking about the events that followed the resurrection of Christ. John's Gospel, chapter 21 for our text today. One of my first projects when I was retired was to fix my wife's car. (laughs) Probably a, a year ago the little gear broke, so she only had heat on one side. And I said, "Hey, you're okay. And then about a month ago, the little gear on the other side broke because so she had no heat at all, which was okay when it was 70. I said, you don't need any heat. But however, those dropping temperatures made it a necessity. And so I decided I would try to fix her car. The problem was, to get at these little broken gears, you had to crawl under the dashboard, which for people like me is not easy to do, and also disassemble everything from the dashboard down, stand on your head uh, while you're doing it. I watched a couple of those how-to videos, and those guys are really young that do that. <laughs> they can do all that. Uh, But I decided to tackle it, it took me a couple days and I finally got those little gears replaced and the heaters were working. I reassembled everything except for one thing, the last thing I had was a little latch and you pull on it to release your hood. It had a tiny little cable, that big, and the eyes are a problem too. Uh, It needed to be hooked to this latch that was the last step, and I was all done. But that little cable just would not snap into place. So I tried, and I tried again and again for a half an hour. I kept trying. For an hour, I kept trying. For an hour and a half, <laughs> and my big fingers just couldn't guide that little cable. You know, they, they, they say, uh, if at first you don't succeed... Try, try again. I did that. Doesn't say if it 50 times you don't succeed, <laughs> keep trying. So finally I gave up. I was talking to Randy Pearl about how much I enjoyed working on my wife's car. <laughs> how much fun it was crawling under the dashboard. And I told him I'm not able to hook up that little hood release. And I tried for an hour and a half. And Randy said... Would you like me to do it? I said, yes, I would. Yes, I would. <laughs> <laughs> so I took the car to Randy's garage on Thursday night. He got, grabbed a couple little tools, and he got down there. And uh, we we're talking for about three or four minutes. And he said, you're all set. <laughs> and I said, I worked in an hour and a half. <laughs> and you, in less than five minutes, you're all done. You see, that's the difference between someone like me who really doesn't know what they're doing and someone like Randy who's a master mechanic. He knows how to do it. I don't. He's good at it. I'm not. It's easy for him. Impossible for me. So thank you, Randy. (laughs) Thank you, Randy. (laughs) It's nice to have an expert around Our text today is an Easter text. It's the third appearance that Jesus makes to his disciples after the resurrection. And in this third appearance, there is recorded a conversation that Jesus had with Peter. And this may be the last conversation that Jesus had with Peter before he ascended and went back up to heaven. I wonder, have you ever had a conversation with someone and known it was the last time you'd ever speak to them? Sometimes time and distance separate us from people, and sometimes, of course, death separate us. I've had uh, quite a few conversations with people just before they die. And again, you try to say something that really needs to be said sometimes you say you really need to trust in God with all your heart right now sometimes you say that sometimes I say you're about to go home enjoy it." or sometimes we say I love you I thank you for all you've done in our text Jesus is about to have the last conversation with Peter And Jesus wants to say the best thing, the right thing for Peter, the thing that will help Peter the most. Now you see, my friends, Jesus wants to change Peter. Let me assure you, there is no one better than Jesus when it comes to changing people for the good. Because he knows how to do it, and we don't. It's easy for him. For us, it's impossible. He's the master. He's the expert. We can't change people. And when we try, we usually make it worse. So let's watch the master at work as he talks with Peter. And let me assure you, every word counts when jesus speaks and he'll get through to peter like never before now the setting for the story is the shores of the sea of galilee and the bible is careful to tell us that at peter's suggestion it was peter's idea a group of the disciples have gone fishing they fished all night out of peter's boat caught nothing and in the early morning light, someone comes walking on the shore and shouts out to the boat, Have you caught any fish? And they answer back, No. So the person on the shore suggests, Try the other side of the boat. So they draw in their nets, and they switch sides, cast out their nets the other side and as they draw the nets in they feel weight and tension on the net and as they pull in the nets closer they realize the net is jam packed with fish. John sees the net so full and he has a flash of recognition and he expresses his thoughts. That's Jesus on me. That's Jesus who did that. So they pull in the nets, drag them up to the shore. At Jesus' suggestion, I'm sure, they count the fish. 153 big giant fish. Oh, yes. Once again, Jesus has proved that he knows all things. And when they follow his instructions, they'll do very well. So they eat a little breakfast on the shore with Jesus. It's exciting to see him. After the resurrection. To eat with him. And the huge catch of fish. And the wisdom of Jesus. And this good company. It's like the old days. When they used to fish with Jesus in the boat. Sitting around a fire on the shore. Feels good to be with Jesus. And then Jesus starts a conversation with Peter. So we're taking up at that point. John 21 I begin reading at verse number 13. Jesus then cometh, taketh bread, giveth to them, and fish likewise. This is now the third time that Jesus showed himself to his disciples. After that, he was risen from the dead. And so when they had dined, Jesus saith to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me more than these? And he saith unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. And he saith unto him, Feed my lambs. Now first, we have to consider Peter. Like most of us, Peter has a flaw in his character. And it may appear to be a natural part of his character, but it has to be changed because it will hinder Peter's work for the Lord if it isn't changed. You and I have the same things in our character. Things that hinder our spiritual progress, bad habits, character traits, weaknesses, things that need to be changed. And like Peter, we have not been successful at making the change. Now Peter has a habit. I would call it a way of viewing himself. He always tended to put himself first over others. And you recall that when Jesus came walking across the water on the Sea of Galilee, Peter calls out to Jesus, let me, let me, let me come to you. Jesus says, come on. Peter steps over the side of the boat. But barely does he step out. He sees the waves, begins to think. I thought I could do it. I thought I could do it. But I failed. But now. Peter's been following Jesus. For three and a half years. Listening to his teaching. Watching the way Jesus lives. Surely he has changed. In the last three and a half years. Hasn't he? Well. It was at the Last Supper that Jesus and Peter have an exchange. They say a few words to each other. I'm in Mark. I'm going to read you those words. Mark chapter 14, and verse 27. Jesus said unto them, You all shall be offended because of me this night. For it is written, I will smite the shepherd and the sheep will be scattered. But after I am risen, I will go before you into Galilee. But Peter said unto him, although all shall be offended, yet will I not. The last night before Jesus died, Peter said, maybe these guys, maybe these other guys will be offended, but not me. Never me. So after three and a half years with Jesus, Peter still sets himself above the others. After all, the reason they all went fishing is because Peter said, I'm going fishing. <laughs> you ask, isn't that just the characteristics of a dominant personality? My friends, so you need to remember. It was Jesus who said, The first shall be last, and the last shall be first. And it was Jesus who said, He that would be master must be the servant of all. And he picked up a towel, and he washed their dirty feet. Peter's tendency to put himself before others' needs, that needs to be changed. So Jesus will speak to him and what more tender subject could there be than Peter's denial of Jesus. You recall the story three times Peter denied ever even knowing Jesus and the third time he got angry and he denied Jesus says with cursing and swearing I don't know him. And then the rooster crowed. and Peter, guilty and sensing his own failure, went out and wept bitterly. And now, to get through to Peter, Jesus asks Simon, son of Jonas. Now that was Peter's old name. Like we say, B.C., before Christ. He was called Simon. And when he met Jesus, Jesus said, from now on I'm going to call you Petra or Peter, a stone. Well, Peter was a nickname that Jesus gave him. But now, in this conversation, Jesus calls him Simon. And Peter thinks, that's my old name before I met Jesus. It was Jesus that changed my name. But now Jesus is talking to the old Peter, the arrogant Peter, the Peter who always puts himself above other people. That old Peter was called Simon. And Jesus asked Simon, Do you love me more than these other men? Four or five weeks earlier, before this day, Peter said, maybe these fellows will be offended, but not me. So to remind Peter of what he said that night, Jesus asked Simon, do you love me more than these others do? Oh, don't worry, Peter got the message. He doesn't say, oh, yes, I love you more than these others. No, no. He says, you know that I love you. You know I do. And Jesus says to him, feed my lambs. Now, lambs are sort of an odd thing in God's creation. I'm glad I never had any. But my family had lambs. And so I've seen what they do a uh, deer will go out in the woods and have a baby. And the little baby gets up, follows its mother. In an hour it can run. In 24 hours it can jump and run. It does quite well all on its own. And so with many of the little baby animals that are born the same way, but not lambs, leave them to be born by themselves. And they often just don't make it. They're weak helpless. They often need special care to survive. It's a tedious careful job to care for little lambs. Peter I want you to care for the weak and the helpless those in the flock of God that are in that way. It'll take a special kind of care Peter tender kind-hearted care, you can't treat them like they are inferior. That's the job I want you to do for me, Peter. So can you do it? Of course, Peter, ashamed of his denial, gets the point. But Jesus is going to press it home. Verse 16 he said to him again, the second time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? And he said unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. And he saith unto him, Feed my sheep. Now there's something else going on here. Something in the conversation that our King's James Version uh, doesn't tell us. It has to do with the word love. Now, personally, I don't like to hear a preacher who's always telling me what the word means in Greek. I speak English, you know, so don't tell me over and over again what the Greek <laughs> says. Tell me in English. However, there are occasions it can make a big difference. I mean, that's the way language is. It has certain. Uh, nuances in it and I can illustrate it with a little bit of French which I studied once in French you can say je vous aime that means I love you but there's a less formal way to say I love you not je vous aime but you can say je t'aime which also means I love you but it's for friends or children someone close to you. And the best way we can put it in English is the way we say it sometimes. I hear people say it quite often. Hey, love ya. You hear that? Hey, love you. That's that kind of personal sort of thing. Now when Jesus says, do you love me? He uses the word agape. Or it's an intense, deep love. When Peter answers, you know I love you, he uses another word called "filio," uh, or yes, we are friends. So the second time Jesus asks, Simon, Simon, do you love me with a deep, intense love? And the second time, Peter answers again, I am your friend. Okay, Then feed my sheep. I want you to care for God's people. See to it, Peter, that they are nourished and well fed with spiritual things. Sheep and lambs will all need care. You see, my friends, if you're going to serve Jesus, if you're going to do his will, the most basic, essential quality that you will need is that you will need to love Jesus. That's the basic thing. If you want to be a part of his kingdom, if you want to work for Jesus, the basic motivating force that will keep you going is your love for Jesus. Now, over the last 30 years, I've seen someone start to serve the Lord and then wander away and give up their service And all of them that I have seen do that always have the same root problem. They don't really love Jesus. They serve maybe from a sense of duty. Or they serve because they had a talent. Or they serve because their friends were serving. All of those reasons wear off and grow old if people love Jesus and they just keep going. Peter needs to remember that his job to take care of sheep and lambs is best done when he loves Jesus. Once again, Peter Jesus asked Peter another question, the same one, verse 17. Jesus saith unto him the third time, Simon, son of Jonah, lovest thou me? Peter was grieved because he said unto him the third time, lovest thou me? And he said unto him, Lord, thou knowest all things, thou knowest that I love thee. Jesus saith unto him, feed my sheep. This conversation with Peter is full of reminders to Peter Jesus calls him Simon to remind him what he used to be. Jesus says to him, do you love me more than these others do? To remind Peter how he acted at the Last Supper. Jesus asked Peter three times. There's a reason for three times, do you love me? To remind Peter that three times he denied he ever knew Jesus. But this third time, this third question is also a reminder to Peter of what he just said. Now, I'm going to read it to you from a modern version that I use a lot. It's called the Phillips Version. I'm going to read you what we have just read with that correction in it. So you can see how the conversation went. (coughs) Listen to how it goes when we put it the way it actually was spoken. When they had finished breakfast, Jesus said to Simon, Peter, Simon, son of Jonas, do you love me more than these others? Yes, Lord, he replied. You know that I am your friend. And feed my lambs, said Jesus. And he said for the second time, Simon, Son of John, do you love me? Yes, Lord, returned Peter. You know that I am your friend. And care for my sheep, replied Jesus. Then for the third time, Jesus spoke to him. Simon, son of Jonas, are you my friend? (laughs) Wow. Wow. And Lord, he said, Lord, you know everything. You know that I'm your friend. And feed my sheep. Jesus says, I asked you, Peter, do you love me with a deep, intense love? And you said, yes, I'm your friend. And twice you answered me in that sort of half-hearted way. So now the third time, Peter, I'm going to put it to you in your language. Peter, are we friends? Jesus made Peter look at all his failures. What he used to be. What he had said. How he denied Jesus three times. And even now as we're talking, you won't say to me, I love you with a deep And intense love. You just won't say it. But Peter, it's okay. (laughs) It's okay. Even still, Peter, do you love me? Yes? Then in spite of your failures, I need you to care for the flock of God. Proof, my friends, proof that Jesus forgives. Isn't that a wonderful thing? He wants you to be fully aware of what you once were, but also fully aware that Jesus will forgive you completely. He asked you as a forgiven man to take care of the lambs and love the flock of God. At the cross of Jesus, we're reminded of our sins. And so Jesus reminded Peter of his weaknesses and shortcomings. But at the empty tomb of Jesus, we are reminded of full pardon. Now, Peter, we're going to get a little more help from Jesus. Verse 18. Verily, verily, I say unto thee, when thou was young, thou girdest thyself, and walkest whither thou wouldest. When thou shalt be old and thou shalt stretch forth thy hands another shall gird thee and carry thee whither thou wouldest not thus he spake signifying by what death he should glorify god and when he has spoken thus he said unto him follow me peter when you were young you put on your own clothes and you did whatever you wanted but when you get old they're going to make you do what you don't want to do. Now, the thing that Jesus was talking about was, of course, Peter was eventually crucified. He was crucified on a cross like Jesus. And it says here he would glorify God with his death. You know, Peter asked to be crucified upside down. Because he said he wasn't worthy to be crucified like Jesus. Right side up. And so they turned his cross upside down. They crucified him upside down. So Peter. That conversation with Jesus. Really made you think. Will it change you Peter? Will you be different? watch this verse 20 Peter turning about seeth the disciple whom Jesus loved following which also leaned on his breast at supper that's John and he saith Lord which is he that betrayeth thee Peter seeing him saith to Jesus Lord what shall this man do Jesus said unto him if it will be that he tarry till I come what is that to thee follow me Peter sees John and he says now What about him? What's he going to do? Jesus said, Peter, mind your own business. Mind your own business. You need to be thinking about what you have to do. Forget about John. Follow me. That's the point. Do like I did. I gave my life for others. That's what I'm asking you to do. And so Jesus repeats that phrase again, Peter. I told you just a second ago, follow me. Tell you again, follow me. Don't worry about what everybody else has to do. You follow Jesus. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Now remember, the whole point of this is that Jesus knows everything about Peter. And he knows everything about you. And he knows everything about me. He knows who you were. He knows what you're thinking. He knows when you're going to die. So the best thing I can think is to trust him with your life. He knows all about you. Trust him with your life. To us today, the risen Christ calls out again once more. Do you love me? Then, if you do, come and follow me. Shall we pray? Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this conversation. How it reveals the hearts of Peter and of us as we answer carefully yes, yes, we love you, yes. Help us to respond back. Yes, we love you with a deep and intense love. We want to follow you. We want to do your will. Make us what we ought to be. Lord, help us to be what you need us to be so that we can serve you better. We thank you for rising from the dead and freeing us from so much by forgiving our past and wiping it clean. We thank you for that, down deep inside. We thank you that you're willing to use us as flawed as we are. We really want to do better. Help us to do it. Bless us as we follow you, we ask. In Jesus' name, amen. In closing, like you turn your hymn books to hymn number 187. Standing as we sing in closing. Number 187, my Jesus, I love you. Page
1: 187. (laughs)
2: Jesus. <laughs>
1: hearts do not come to you with that bright and burning love as it ought to be, but as we come and you ask that deep and probing question to us, we pray that our answer would truly be, yes, Lord, I love you. Teach us, show us how to love as we have never seen it before. Teach us to love those around us to be forgiving to others, to not put ourselves above others, but to come and feed those and help those who are struggling, who are weak, who are lambs, to feed the sheep as we ought to. Help us to think on you, to put our hearts and our lives in your hands from right now till through our death, As we know only you can handle these things. We just pray that our love for you would grow ever brighter each and every day. Teach us, we pray, for we have no power to love on our own. But it is because you have loved us first that we can love you. We thank you for these things. We ask for protection and care on all of our folks. On all of the things we do in this world, Lord, we ask for help. Bring us back to this place ready to seek your presence. Keep us safe and watch over us. In your name we pray, amen.